my engineer when we were starting the process, but he said one thing that I always go back to that blesses me because when people ever give me positive feedback or any feedback, I always take it in and, and thank God for it. And one of the things he said, you know, what I love about your music is that you keep it real, but you give that one slither of hope. And that's really what I try to do. You're listening to Record Room, a podcast where we meet the artists behind an album we love. I'm Will Felker. If you're new to Liberty Jones, there are a few things that will strike you immediately. First, this woman can sing. Like, really, really sing. You'll hear Anita Baker, Sharon Nelson, and Jill Scott in her phrasing, often at the same time and in the span of seconds. But imitation is not at play here. Liberty Jones is her own artist, and her debut project, Peacemaker, features some of the best production heard this year. Rich horns, deep grooves, and church keys all set the scene for Jones's tremendous pipes. This is a timeless record, and one that I think you'll return to over and over again. Without further delay, here's Liberty Jones on Record Room. city it is the best city in the world and yeah we have some issues those issues are issues that every city has and it doesn't take away from all of the good that Chicago has the cultural aspect the museums and the plays and the music and the love that is there in the communities even amongst the darkness that is there so growing up in Chicago was great I I have a mother 
who moved me um, when I was seven to the south suburbs. Um, but I still went to high school in, in Chicago and kind of like commuted back and forth and then stayed with my grandmother for a while and while I was in high school um, who lived in Chicago. So it was just fun. Like the taste of Chicago was the thing and, you know, fireworks on the 4th of July, um, you know, just going to see the new exhibits at the museum and the new plays. It was just, it was very rich. It's just a great place for just inspiration of all kinds because you can draw from so many things here. Yeah, and your dad plays piano, right? Yeah, so my, my dad is, is huge into, he plays the piano, he's huge into jazz. He he loves to um, create uh, jazz piano pieces. And my mom is into Barbara Streisand and the three tenors and stuff like that. So I just had an interesting musical upbringing. It's a good one, though. Yeah, absolutely. I love me some Barbara Streisand, you know. Um, <laughs> I love that girl. Like she, she literally fascinates me. There's not, she, she's the person that I would say, she's the singer that I would say every time she opens her mouth, I'm really fascinated by her. Cause I feel like in her own way, she's her own freak of nature. Like I just do. <laughs> and I'll never <laughs> like, I'm always like, how do you do that? You're just amazing. You know, um, she just has such great range and she's just, her voice is so rich, but yet subtle with subtle textures. She's just, she's, you know, the person that always amazes me and I'm always fascinated by her. You mentioned a couple times that in 2008 you had a calling to really start singing and, and songwriting. So what happened is I moved from Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for seven, eight years. I moved from Atlanta to Chicago and I, you know, I was a poet, you know, but I wasn't, you know, I was into the arts. I have a degree in mass media arts, mass communications. So I was kind of into the arts, but like music, like was the farthest thing from my radar. And so when I moved here to Chicago in 2008, it's really the, the honest story is I had about four people that I don't know from a can of paint walk up to me on the street and say, you were born to be a singer and a songwriter. And it's written all on you. These are random strangers. And this is, there's no fabrication to this story. Without even opening your mouth? Like, that's, they just saw you? Exactly. So one story, I'll just give it to you because it's like the shortest story out of them. We got time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So one story, I was a waitress at Chili's when I first moved back because I was like during the recession. And I had like the hardest time finding a job. And so I like became a waitress, um, which was the best best thing I became a waitress at Chili's and I remember waiting on this guy and he just looked at me and he like looked in my eyes and he kept looking in my eyes and he was like you know music and arts is written all over your heart all over your eyes you are destined to become a singer and songwriter just keep doing what you're doing and this guy like I said I'm just waiting on I'm just like can I have your order type of thing and I went back I remember that story because I after he said that I went in the back and cried it's just been like those type of things where people just kind of saw it in me when I didn't see it in me and you know people that I didn't know so I knew that there was no like motive and then it was multiple people so then I, I knew that 
these people weren't crazy. This was obviously, you know, a higher calling. And so um, of its in its own way, like this is something that I wasn't a part of me that I wasn't aware that was in me. And that and that is what I believe is, is beautiful about the graciousness and beauty of God is sometimes he'll allow people to draw those things out of you that you don't even see in you or you don't have the courage to walk out in you. And he'll place people who don't know you um, to kind of call that out. And so that that's really ha- what is what happened in 2008. Multiple incidents just like that one where people said things like that. And I knew, OK, this is something I need to look into and I need to to follow and be consistent with and ever since then I have and it's been a it's been a journey it's been a rough journey because one thing I learned about being a singer you have to find your uniqueness like you have to find yourself in it because there's so many different kind of singers there's so many different singers with different you know different styles and voices but you have to find what fits you and that is a long and bumpy process Tell me a little bit about the process there. Like I put out a whole lot of music before I put out this EP and like I listen to it now and I kind of laugh because there's some that I feel like are kind of cheesy. I hate anything cheesy. So I know that 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 is not a part of my calling. (laughs) Nothing cheesy, nothing cliche. I like things that are slightly weird, slightly, you know, I like to do different things with my voice. But I mean, I think the whole process was really realizing what I what I like to sing about, um, what I like to write about. And, and the producers that have the style that best fit me. Because there are so many different producers and there's producers that specialize in, in R&B, hardcore R&B and hardcore this and that. And, and the style that I have is kind of a mesh. It's versatile in many different ways. And so I need a producer that's versatile or I need a producer that if I'm working on a specific project, he gets the uniqueness of the project and he is able to to kind of produce that and make it better but in so that that's really where I am my style is soul my style is a little bit of electronic a little bit of folk afro beaten house music that's my style all things in that reign is me and love songs I love love songs but I love things just like about life that talk about it in a very real emotional aspect um, where people can, you know, uh, relate in a very real emotional way, um, but also with a dramatic feel because I, I write a lot of dramatic songs and, and it's crazy because I'm not a dramatic person. I'm not, not a person who loves drama at all, but I guess that's the way I get out my feelings and the drama <laughs> um, is through the writing. It's not worth it. I'm not made for you. You're not made for me.
After you had these moments ten years ago, where people were saying that you had a that they could just read your calling as a singer, mm-hmm. had how much singing had you done before then? I was basically in my church choir, but nothing I would say was like on your own, right? Yeah, on my own. Nothing that was you know what I would consider formal. I've had some vocal coaches and vocal assessments and taking some vocal classes, but that was. All starting after 2008, nothing before then. That blows my mind. You are such a singular talent for singing. Your range is excellent. You're an emotive singer, obviously, but you're such a controlled performer. There is no filler yeah. at all. Yeah. There's no runs. Yeah. The the vocal arrangements are stunning. I don't know if no one told you that today. I'll tell you again. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I I so appreciate that. I I you know someone posted on my page like, um, who heard the EP and they said you know I love how you let loose, but your voice is so controlled, and that that like blows my mind when I hear you and people say that. Like, I went, to, I did a, a, a open mic a long time ago, and when I got off, the lady was like, "Oh, I can see you've had some formal training." Um, and I was like, I wanted to say, but I was too scared. I'm like, uh, no, I actually haven't had any training at all. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't had any training. And, and honestly, the vocal coaches that I've had that I've wanted to like make lifelong relationships, they all have been very flaky. So I feel like I haven't had enough. I mean, maybe they couldn't teach you anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Not that, know, not that you're better than anybody else. You just need to harness it. It's... it's and it's um and when i like when i said you're a controlled performer and i'm really trying when i talk about music on the show not to make comparisons cuz i don't think it's fair but i'll make you an exception <laughs> because you just you are so your own artist and you have your own voice and um your voice is very much liberty jones i would not confuse it with anybody else's but the quality in it that i'm tr- i've been trying to kind of wrap my head around is the quality that I see in all my favorite singers, all of them. So I hear, you know, like Nicole Ray and Jill yeah. Scott and yeah. Anita Baker. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, at moments, at no point do you sound like you've done one of their songs. And then as far as like the production on uh, Peacemaker, I don't like this term, but it's sometimes the only thing you can really say that throwback soul. Yeah. But it is. It's not imitative at all, you yeah. know? And so, like, this album could have come out in 1972. Yeah. A label like Stax or Philadelphia International, you know what I mean? And that's special. <laughs> and, and that's what I love. So I do draw from that, but at the same time, not to the point where it's like, you feel like it's an imitation, but where you still you still feel like... You, you hear me and you get to know me and then, you know, and and it's it's something different, but still with that feel there. And that's really what I wanted, because I don't uh, to be honest with you, I don't like I've heard and it's a couple of par- popular artists and snow who are like amazing. But I don't like necessarily that complete imitation. You know, I feel like there needs to always be you that people are able to connect with is just something unique about it like even if you're drawing inspiration from from it you know absolutely yeah so i want to talk about 
your Fantastic Four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As far as production goes, I get really worked up over big harmonies and tasty horn sections. Yeah. And and drum breaks. Yeah. Which are all present throughout this record. Yeah. I know B Forest is your producer, but can you tell me a little bit about who was around for? the key work and the horns the of course the producer is b forest and he's wonderful i always say he's my musical husband because he really gets me in a very deep musical way (laughs) and because i like a mesh of different things and he knows that and he gets that and like he got it with this he so nailed it with these um fantastic four as you called it um that the first part and um and and cold de genova is actually the keys on all of those of uh, fantastic four and he is mesmerizing i love him i love to work with him and when he comes in the studio he's like i just want to fall on the floor because you know his warm-ups are something that i could write albums to that's how amazing <laughs> he is and that's no exaggeration i always look at him like ah I hate love you because you're so amazing. Yeah, so it's Cody Genova, and then there's um, Sam Trump and David. They are the horn bread on all of that. And I always tell Sam, and there's a break in Better Together that like it literally still sends shivers up my spine. And I'm like, you know, every time like I, can't I think wait. I may have shed a tear or two to that on the yes! subway yesterday. Yes, <laughs> like he they killed it on that Better Together. So like I can't wait to do the video because like that horn part. Like we've got to, we've got to really, you know, you know, give it justice. So it's like, you know, with Sam and David, they're just the amazing duo. They're from Sidewalk Chalk, which, and they're extremely uh, popular band and they're part of that. And, and so they're just like, I, I had the privilege, the blessing of having the best work on this EP EP. And that's why I feel like it's such quality because quality people um, work on literally every aspect of this EP people who I always humbly and honestly say are beyond so far beyond me, but so, so, so get it. They get, they get, they got where I was going and they, they drove it home and they did way better and, and more than I imagined. And so I'm so appreciative to Cole DiGenova, um, Sam Trump and, and, and David for like literally blessing the track with their gifts. And of course, me Forest for like structuring and coordinating and co-composing and producing, you know, all uh, four tracks and just really just getting it. You know, it's I I never I always say just getting it. But that's because I had a journey of people who didn't totally get it or didn't really get it at all and so when I met someone who got it it was like a a breath of fresh air because you know he he he's well rehearsed in different areas and that 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 blessed me as an artist who who really is a hodgepodge of things and and draws from different things and so I needed that you know I needed that in order to produce this and so he's such a blessing in my life and I'm so grateful to God for him because he was it and he was it and he brought everyone who was it and who got it you know like Cole and 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 David and 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 Sam Trump who you know are just completely amazing and once they heard each song they knew exactly what it needed and that that's just a blessing from God that is the hardest thing to describe but so um so heartwarming uh to me um 
to the point where, you know, when it was all fitting, you know, so many times I cried, you know, because it was just like, you know, when you see the, the vision being born and, and people just making it, you know, way better than you even imagine it to be. It's just it's such a it's such a blessing. It's such it's such a blessing. And so, yeah, all of those people created though, those like you said, those 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 sounds and um um, and in B Force, he was you know multi uh, multi played multi roles on this. He he even did some background vocals on Anyway Love, and he did the bass on a lot of things, um, and the background vocals on Better Together. That's B Forest, and you know, um, <laughs> so you know it's it's really um, amazing, and so I'm I'm very grateful to um, to God for that. like horn seconds just they gut me yeah no i'm the same way i'm a sucker for a good like amazing horn and a flute like i'm like ready to roll over like (laughs) and i will go nuts for a flute as well and i think maybe it's because like when you start making music and experimenting with like midi keyboards and patches and things like if it's bad it's so bad yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yeah there is nothing worse than like a really terrible midi trumpet you know what i mean yeah absolutely you it's certain things you have to have the real thing otherwise it's a joke yeah it's a joke it's literally a joke yeah like and then when you hear the real thing you're like there's no way this could have had life without it yeah you know what I mean? Like, literally, horns can sometimes bring this extra level of life, you know, and that, you know, 
that is just unique and powerful in its own way. It's such an asset in its own way. Like mm-hmm. horns are the things that you just can't. You just gotta. You gotta stretch the budget for the the horns. Like you gotta. Yeah. There's certain things where you just can't. You can't skim it, you know, no. because then you're going to do the whole thing a disservice. When you were mixing this record, when everything started to come into place, did you know it was there? Did you know it was take, occupying the space that it needed to go instrumentally? Or did you want to add, like, you know, because this is an album, like, I could hear, I'm sure there's many versions of these songs, and I don't want to hear any ones but the ones <laughs> you've shared with us. <laughs> But I'm curious about the process because, like, does that make sense? Yo, it absolutely okay. makes sense. So how I am, and my engineer loves me because of how I process the process. I am super lax. I obsess, and then I'm like, okay, you know, I got to let it go. I create, and then everybody who's a part of the musical village who is a part of the process, I almost... I don't want to say 100% because I don't 100% give it over to them, but I would say 80% I give it over to them. So I let them do what they specialize in. I don't micromanage. If if, if the feeling and emotion is there, I'm like, okay, let's write it out and let's go in, in this direction because the feeling and the, uh, the emotion and the impact is there when I hear it. And and that's just kind of how, how it is. Like um, the, the end, I, I just, and once I realized that the village of people I have is is like so trustworthy and their expertise and their particular thing. I let them do, you know, what's in their department and then kind of run it on there. And 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 the engineer Noam, who is is I madly in love with, um, he's so amazing. He he's another person who gets it. And once I realize that everybody gets the vision, I trust them. And I don't if they feel like something is going against the grain and they're like, okay, let's take this out. It's not organic i trust it because i was really blessed to have everyone who not only got it but they were organic people who were like okay if this doesn't feel right when we listen to it let's take it out you know and i'm all about things being organic if anything when people hear the ep i want them to feel like okay this is almost like an easy listening to some degree it's organic nothing was forced nothing was like it was just like music You know, we're Mm -hmm. just listening to music. It was like nothing conjured up, nothing, you know, and that's really the process and it's the approach that I took with everything. Everybody really just got the vision um, and the vision is really what is exactly on the EP. There are not many different versions. What you hear is exactly kind of what we all collectively agreed upon. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And it's good. Thank you. I've been playing it for people. Thank you. My favorite reaction is when people are like, I love this song. I love <laughs> this song so much. Like, how, how do you know about this song? I'm like, you yeah. don't know this song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're about to. Yeah. <laughs> I just texted you the link. It's Liberty Jones. Get with the program, you know? But like you were saying, you don't need to explain any of these songs to anybody. Yeah. And, it's, and yeah. that's... Not to say that you haven't taken risks and not to diminish yeah. any of the work that you put into it or how hard yeah. it is to be a f- your, on your own. Yeah. Because you know, I, I, I can listen to it. I know that there are at least five people in the room with you, but you're still on the yeah. cover. It's still under your name. Yeah. And you still have to work it. Um, yeah. And I respect you a lot for doing that because it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely hard. Yeah. <laughs> 
like to write alone because that's what works for me. I, I've had some people that ask me to write on their song or write with them and I've tried to do it but it's, it's limiting to me. I think um, songwriting is an, in my personal opinion an extremely intimate process. Mm-hmm. An extremely intimate process and so because it's so intimate <laughs> it needs privacy. Yeah. And so and it needs time and it needs time to marinate and, and to think and to come back to with um, no distractions and no judgment and where you're just there sitting with it. So my pri- my writing process is very isolated and, and, and with a many different uh, array of productions to give me inspiration um, and that and that and then coming back sometimes sitting with it maybe even for a year and then coming back because anyway love was written five six years ago and you know and then coming back and making edits and like ah, you know it sounds better we cut all of this out put this in you know and then making those um you know important edits later on but yeah so that that's that's in general what what it looks like just isolated not other people in the room just me um and writing time i mean you can kill an idea faster than you can develop one yeah it really has to what comes first words or melody words i feel like you know i've had people if if the production is really good i've had people send me something and i feel like production if it's really good if you know they got it together it says what it wants to say mm-hmm. it, it gives you the vibe of what it wants to say it says what it wants to say but i i'm so focused on words because 
I I desire for the message to be positive, pure, and to um, have integrity in a, as, as far as being in alignment with who I am as a person and what I've experienced in life. Because I think that's what gives it power. If 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 it's not if it's not true, if it's not honest, then it's not going to have power, and people are not going to feel feel you. I don't I don't think so in any dimension. So um, or and and then for me, it's not something that I would want to sing. I imagine that when you're really solid with with the lyrics, uh-huh. you have maybe more freedom and space to experiment with melodies and how the words can fall. Absolutely. And so like um, with Anyway Love, um, you, we were completely solid with the lyrics and there were some incidents where, you know, uh, the producer and the engineer were like, hey, let's let's do this with this section, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. so that's, that's the process I like to take with it. You know, the melody and different things of that nature are on the aftermath with me because the, the substance of the words, we, once those things were solid, we were, you know, you can arrange later and make different parts more harmonious and melodic, you know, on the back end. But, you know, you just have to make sure that what you're saying is what you want to say, mm-hmm. you know, is really what you want, you want to put out there. Um, and, and so, you know, I knew that and, and, and it is my, my, my songs are pretty lean. I want you to kind of almost, I don't know why I'm like this, but I kind of want you to feel it. I kind of want you to sense, I kind of want you to, to get so many other things and, um, you know, in, in the simplest way possible. I'm so glad you included an awakening on the record. I love that song. I do too. It's so good. I was wondering why you didn't want to include it initially. I don't know if it's because yeah. it's been out for a little while or yeah. what, but it, it works so well. And I just think it's such a special song. It brought a dimension of you into uh, Peacemaker that yeah. I'm just really glad was included. I have just continuously and, and I, I continuously gotten so much feedback about that song. Like I have people that have come up to me and was like, I love that song. I have, I had a guy that was like, I listened to that song on repeat. And I think it was also um, a friend of mine who I was best friends with in elementary school. She has unfortunately passed away now, but she went through a hard, long battle of brain cancer. And she used to tell me an awakening helps me to go to, it it helps me to go to sleep. It helps me to just calm down. Um, I listen to it all the time. And, And, you know, like, so things like that just bless me. And, and like I'm like since the feedback was so intense and it was so positive and it was like I just felt like it had to be on the album. It had to be a place where it could be accessed in more than than where it was being accessed. So I was like, I've gotta put it on the album so it can everybody can, you know, kind of experience it since people have had such positive experiences with it. Um and then I just felt like it was a good I like to have EPs and albums, like, well, my desires to have EPs and albums where there's like a balance. I don't ever want anything to be too far left, too far right. I don't want to, like, if I'm going to have some intense political songs, I'm going to balance it with some love, some, some jazz, something that feels where, like, if I bring you up, I'm going to bring you down in a gentle way. All right, let's chill. Let's get a glass of wine. Let's lay back. Let's okay. You know, I like a good finish, like a wine. You have a wine, you don't like 
that bite on the back. Mm -mm. You like to, you like that. That's something that's smooth to have a nice finish that was savory and that made you consider having another bottle of Liberty Jones. Really, <laughs> I'll take a case, please. <laughs> yes, and I've got it. <laughs> the friend that you grew up with that you lost, what was her their name? Uh, Sonia Moradi. What she said about it being a soothing. You're singing in a in a different, almost like a different register on that song, and the production is a little different. Yeah, but it has a very hypnotic quality. You know, it really it casts a mood that, like you said, it. I think it's the perfect closer. favorite line in the whole album is I played the lamb but really I'm a beast <laughs> some of the bull- <laughs> that I was telling you about earlier that really kind of helped, uh-huh. helped me get up off the ground <laughs> yeah man and, and it helps me too like you know when you're going through stuff and people are like judging you or misunderstanding you and and like you know it's just a good to me life song mm-hmm. you know what I mean because yeah. in life there's so many things that can happen where you really have to set your mind and your spirit to keep going mm-hmm. despite the BS that you're dealing with on any level I keep is yeah it was like a last minute decision but because of what I maybe also because of what I was going through in life at that time I was like no this needs to be on the album everybody needs to know that hey we are gonna keep going we're gonna keep doing what we need to do and forget everybody else who ain't with that yeah that's <laughs> and you know what I mean and you are strong and you are furious and you are fighting for your dreams and you're gonna keep doing that despite what people throw at you I love the drums on I keep they really knock yeah that's all 
Gnome. Gnome Wallenberg. He is is my favorite. He's my love. And he was able to get it. And he knew that the, the drums, you know, um, were such an important part of this, of that song, you know, um, and so he, he he got it and he knew and he knew that they had to pop. I, I credit that to Gnome and, of course, Quantum, who is the producer of I Keep and An Awakening. Protest music is interesting. I find it really yeah. interesting because it's usually so rooted in a specific moment. But yeah. the protest songs that become long lasting yeah. are ones that yeah. can be applied. Um, yeah. And not folding in a comment about things not getting better. But um, if there is any work to be done and any position to take that's in opposition to whatever the dominant force is, obviously you would need a song that's kind of open. Yeah. This is my segue to like what I think is the most special song on the album, which is Black is Still Beautiful. It's my baby. I love that song. You know, I do. Because it was so weird because I wrote it crying in on my bed because when I watched the whole Philando Castillo video, mm-hmm. it broke my heart and in, 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 in a way that in a way, you know, that you don't get back. You know, there are certain things that you, you see in life. You know, you kind of I think we all to a degree have an innocent we're uh, innocence. We're born with this innocence. So when you watch or you view something that kind of crushes that or breaks that or destroys that, it's something that you don't ever forget. And I am a person that loves people of all nationalities and backgrounds. So to see um, the continuous demonic um kind of strategic oppressive systematic oppression of african-american people it's heartbreaking and and then to see it in such a violent in a vicious way and and to really see the root which is is always and almost always ultimately fear you know um to see where it stems from it's heartbreaking in a very deep way and so when i saw philando um in that video i was just blown away for not you know definitely for philando but the 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 mark that it would leave on his girlfriend and the little girl in the back and so that 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 impacted me in in a very serious way um a very serious way for a long time and so that's that's really where black is is still beautiful was born out of um constantly seeing this but then seeing that video philando and um and understanding that you know there need it needs to be addressed again musically, and people need to be reminded that yes, black is still beautiful. Though all of these horrible things are that are are transpiring against people of minority and people of color all over the world, not to isolate to United States, but all over the world, that still being a person of color, a person. Um, you know, whatever that, you know, wherever you're from, any a person of color that's being attacked, that here you have a song where, hey, you can listen to it, whether it's on the on the field of protesting or whether it's in your home, because you constantly saw that people that look like you are being attacked. You can listen to this song called Black is Still Beautiful and say, hey, it hey. always was. <laughs> It always was, it always is, and it always will be. Black is still beautiful. And we are, you know, it's just to me that song is a feel-good song all around. And that's what I want it to be. I didn't want it to be a song where you listen to it like, oh, woe is, you know, anything. I wanted you to listen to the song and, and, and feel that sense of pride, that sense of 
um, of joy that, hey, despite what the, the TV says, despite what's going on in the world, I know I'm beautiful. I know I will always be beautiful. And I, I, I draw additional confidence from this song because it makes me feel good about what God has given me, how God has made me. Is I'm a person of color in this world and I have just as much to contribute. I am not something to be feared, but I am something to be loved like any other person in this world and so that was the whole thing from for 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 that song was a feel good so when I do festivals or I sing on a stage I do that song so people feel good and they're reminded honey it don't even matter all that foolishness that's going on on the tv on the news and people attacking this and that it doesn't even matter because hey I know I'm beautiful I know that I I I I am, am, am worthy of love. That's your gift. When you said earlier that your engineer recognized that one of your biggest gifts is having yeah. a sliver of optimism, um, yeah. this is a song that I think establishes yeah. that so well. Yeah. Because it's there, were, there are days where I, I can't listen. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. But this song has never made me feel upset. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it without it being like like you said, imitating it, but but it being like signature to what's going on now. You know, because problems have evolved in their own way. You know, um, they're similar, but they're unique in their own way with what's going on now and what and the time has passed. Yeah. And so, you know, um, that's one of the reasons why I said, you know, uh, you know, these kind of I mentioned like systematic, you know, all of those things, because that's exactly what it's been up to this point. It's been, you know, um, on that level, it's, 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 a, it's a, a systemic issue. And so, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, and that's my, my hope is that they hear the heart of the message, you know, um, and it's, it's not one of those things where it's, 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 a, it's directly addressing the issue and they hear the heart of the message. That's really what I, I hope with that, and while also inspiring all of us to, to do better. Speaking for myself, though, right now, like these songs have really been good to have in my life the yeah. last couple months, you know, and, yeah. and that's why I thanked you for sharing them with me before they were ready. And they felt very precious to me. But I mean, the music, like it, it has really made me feel less alone when I'm not OK. Yeah. And has reminded me to just be positive when I am OK. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That was my whole heart goal. And that's really my whole life heart goal with music. Just exactly what you said, that people don't feel alone in what they're going through and that, that everything is relatable and you feel you you feel OK. Like I, you feel like, OK, you know, I'm not the only person that kind of was like blown by this situation or a situation similar to this at all that that's literally my I feel like my life goal is to be somewhat through music and art a comfort to people you know a real a real genuine emotional comfort at that you know but a comfort overall I know how that feels I know that it's not fun but this is how I see the positive spin on that Just 
Liberty Jones' debut record, Peacemaker, is out today, June 29th, AD, 2018, on all streaming and retail platforms. If you like the music you heard in this episode, please go buy the album. In the description of this episode, you'll find links to Liberty Online. Record Room is produced and hosted by me, Will Felker. We're mixed and mastered by Federico Foglia. Our theme music is by Dawood Anthony and our artwork by Tom McQuaid. If you made it this far, you're a good person. And if you told me to bring back that sign-off last weekend, you know who you are. Liberty, thank you for sharing your time and space with me.